Hey everybody, this is Chelsea Schaefer and Caitlin Gustav, and this is The Score, the official podcast of the sport of team roping. This is the Team Roping Journal's semi-weekly podcast, highlighting the team roping industry's top talents and influencers through stories that inspire and connect ropers. We sit down with ropers from the professional ranks, as well as industry icons and producers to delve into topics that make the team roping world tick. This is season two. It will feature even deeper interviews, storytelling, and issue-based coverage, and we are so excited you're here. Jay Wadhams is a hired gun, a jack-of-all-trades, and a businessman. The NFR healer and BFI champ from Pueblo, Colorado, has made his name in the AQHA horse show game, most recently winning the senior healing on the stallion Smart New Shiner back in 2017. His famous partnership with his cousin J.D. Yates has built a dynasty of great rope horses, and now, along with his wife, he's expanding even farther to build the American Rope Horse Futurity Association and its world championships, coming up this October 16th through 18th in Fort Worth, Texas. Casually called the Rope Horse Futurity, the event adds $100,000 and pays $25,000 to the winning 4- to 6-year-old on each end. It's got a four-year-old incentive and an incentive division for lower-number ropers, as well as a non-pro that's held on Saturday, October 19th this year. The event is a must-see, and I hope this interview tells you why. We recorded it on the day entries were due, and so we're excited to see how many teams and how many guys on each end that they get for this roping. So, without further ado, enjoy Jay Wadhams. Thanks again, Jay. Before we get started, I've got to let you know this podcast is brought to you by ADM Animal Nutrition and their Stay Strong product line. Stay tuned to find out more about this product later in the episode. Well, <clears throat> I'm, I just hit record, so I'm glad that we are able to do this. We've been talking about this. I wanted to do this last year before the futurity. And right, could, right. You're a busy man. Oh, yes, yes. We're always <laughs> on the move, so... Now, now, give us a little background. So we are about a month out from the Rope Horse Futurity? Yep. Um, we're, we're just about a month out. Our entry deadlines are actually today, but I'm sure this week is when the, the gist of them will come in. We're, we're looking at probably 80 to 100 head of head horses again and probably right around that 100 mark in the healing. So in our non-pro, I think it'll fill up this year. So I think... Uh, it was just new last year, and the healing didn't quite fill up, but we took a few more in the heading, so it, it just all worked, but I think the word's out now. So so this is going to be the third year for the fraternity, yes. right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Tell me how the idea came about. I know there had been little different things tried as far as mm -hmm. Rope Horse fraternities over the year. Well, me and, me and my wife, Lindsay, have been doing this for, I think this is the 15th or the 16th year, and, and we, when we first started them, you know, it was all judged. You know, and and I couldn't really get the added money we needed. I still I still got all the horse show people, but I just kept messing with the time part of it. And I, I think we got it right now. I'm, I'm not going to say it's perfect yet. There's still some probably some tweaking to do on it. But you know, a lot a lot of times the uh, rodeo guys and and um, jackpot guys can figure out how when they come to a horse show that if I roped a leg and they roped two feet, how I beat them. And I think combining that time into with the judges' scores has really helped us, plus the added money, you know, and uh, that's that's really helped us. So Dean Tufton stepped up and put the added money the first two years. You guys have a bunch of sponsors this year? Well, actually, Dean Tufton, he actually, you know, we, we did these, me and Lindsay, for about 13 or 14 years by ourselves. 
And I uh, was just always waiting for that big chance, and Dean got it in with the snaffle bifaturity. Mm-hmm. So Dean called me after all that happened, and uh, he says, do you want to do it? And I said, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do it. And um, I said, well, what are we going to do? And Dean said, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you 50000 So I was sitting right here in this chair, and I said, well, you know what? I'll do 50000 too. And my wife looked at me and was like, <laughs> what did you just do? And I'm like, if it's ever going to work, it's going to work now. We're going to be done. Obviously, it's worked, you know. Um, Dean helped us get where we are today. And uh, it, it just, uh, you know, it's, it's so new and it's hard to get sponsors. I got a lot of sponsors. People are, are, are wanting to help, but I really would like to get everything paying a lot more money, you know. I, right. I, I truly see that my four-year-old, uh, I would love for it to pay 15000 in, in 10 places someday. And also my limited open guys, you know, that's, that's the growth, the two sides of it. You know, it's a, uh, it's tough. You get uh, Joseph Harrison, Trey Yates, uh, Billy Jack Sabins, and you know uh, Paul Eves. I know is coming this year. I, I'm getting a lot yeah. of guys that you know wouldn't even think about going to a horse show. Um, obviously, Joseph goes to a lot of horse shows, but uh, you know it, uh, it. It's it's tough, but but the growth is on the four year old and the limited open guys. Okay. Now, what about this time in the history of team roping does makes it perfect oh i think this was perfect timing i think uh you know there's so many people roping now there's so many people that uh have made money that want to go out there and they want to buy a really good looking really broke horse and they're not afraid to spend some money for for one uh everybody wants to look good when they ride in the pen and uh you know, people can afford them now, and these ropings are paying so much money, which is phenomenal. You know, Denny Gentry has done a great job with, with all of that, and, uh, you know, I think this just gives us a place to showcase some, some good horses, and, uh, you know, each year here in Fort Worth, I get more people coming, more people in the stands, and, you know, for the, for the ropers, um, I know, like, Driggers was there the first year, Nick Sartain, some of them guys, and they were up there watching, looking for good horses. They all climbed down out of the grandstand trying to buy good young horses because they're always looking, you know. And I think there's just going to be a lot more people this year, with, especially with what we're doing with a final performance type of a deal on Friday night at 6 o'clock. We're going to do all the finals of the fraternity heading and the fraternity healing. So, you know, and I, and I think the other thing, too, is I, I tell a lot of the families with young kids I I go to high school rodeos with my son and I'm like you want to take your kids someplace to go watch some good guys rope and rope correctly it's not about being three flat and it's not about being you know fast or four flat come watch Ryan Motes Joseph Harrison Billy Jack Trey H you know these these guys are phenomenal I love to watch it all day you know yeah Chad Masters you know Jojo will be there there's just a lot of good team ropers there now and it's it's good watching yeah I know last year we, we wrote a story about it but I loved watching the helpers like oh yeah that was unbelievable yeah. watching yeah. Clay Smith and Chad Masters do yeah. work all fun. those guys and I know I'm probably leaving some out but you know it's just uh it's it's just good watching you know and they're all riding good horses i know my my cattle guy zane edmondson he said you know that's the best rope and watch all year there's so many good horses and so many good ropers you know 
Yeah, we've gone since the first year and, and are going to go again. I'm bringing my whole family this year, so mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. great watching for sure. We fly in for it. Well, I, I've told a lot of people, I said, come down there and watch it. And now they, they come every year, you know. And not only what's great about the roping is, I mean, you can go there and you can watch Thursday and Friday and, and Saturday mornings are non-pro, but then the snaffle bitch, you know, they pay out over a million dollars there on Saturday afternoon, you know. So it's mm-hmm. a, a great venue all weekend of good horse. Yeah, cash, you know. it's really cool that they... I, I don't know the politics of it, but moving it all to Fort Worth is, right. was a nice move it was. for us it in was, the team repping world. Yeah, anyway. it, was a, it was a nice move for everything. You know, uh, the best part, you know, people can come there, and if they get interested, they can go talk to one of these trainers and, you know, be like, well, I'm interested in getting into this. Well, so-and-so's got a really nice three-year-old over here that's probably not going to go on in the cow horse. Go over there and talk to one of those cow horse trainers. Go over there and buy your horse. Put him in training. you got four, five, and six. Now, as we start the seven, eight, nine-year-old deal, you know, it just just keeps going. So Yeah, tell me about the growth that you want to see in the maturity. You said that you were talking about the seven, eight, nine-year-old well, maturity. Well, I want to start a maturity this year. I've had a, a number of guys call me, and they've got a lot of horses aging out, you know, and so they, they need something to do with them. And a lot of these, uh, oh, uh, amateurs or non-pros, they, uh, they buy these horses, and they want to leave, in, leave them in training with these trainers and they still want to come rope well I feel like well we need to if those non-pros have a seven eight or nine year old that they can put in a a maturity they'll enter them there and then they can ride them also you know and and someday as as we get more sponsors I want to add more money to it right now you know it's going to be like a thousand dollar entry fee with a 75 80 percent payback you know just to get it started and see see how it goes so now, for years, I've heard rumor that there was going to be a sale around mm-hmm. the real horse fraternity, and mm-hmm. that makes sense. You know, all the big barrel horse fraternities have sales. Right. Is that in your plans at all, or? Um, you know, to be real honest, uh, Dean Dean wanted to, to try to do a sale, and um, to be real honest, I, I know nothing about sales. <laughs> There's going to have to be somebody who, who knows I'm not one of those that's going to jump into something that don't understand it and make it fail. Uh, I wish somebody would step up and try to put on a sale mm-hmm. with us down there, you know. But uh, right now, if somebody come to me and maybe wanted to try to put one together, I'm I'm for it, you know. And I know Dean is for it, but it's just, you know, he's he's busy, I'm busy, and I don't understand him. So maybe someday we'll get something put together. Now, do you think, you know, talked about the cow horse prospects. Obviously, mm-hmm. a lot of cow horse prospects end up at your fraternity one, one day or another. Mm-hmm. Do you see... A big opportunity for growth in the breeding market, in specifically breeding for rope horses rather than cow horse rejects, barrel horse rejects, you know? Well, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, a lot of people breed for that cutter or they breed for that cow horse, and, you know, not every horse makes makes it. So this is a great outlet for those horses who don't make it. I got a number of cow horse trainers this year that are entering the fraternity. First off, because they can train a good horse. Those guys are, you know, they're they're phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But they see where they can come over there and make money, um, keeping the horse in training, plus going here and trying to sell it to one of these guys. You know, like Luke Jones last year. You know, he's he's been a real horse trainer forever, but he's been a cow horse trainer forever. He he come there and he he was winning in the limited part of it. He was winning in the fraternity part of it. He went 35000 on a rope horse for 30 last year, and I think he's a number 5 or a 5-plus. And then he went over there across 
the way at the Cow Horse Finals and win another 35 or 40,000, you know. And I think those guys are starting to see that there's both sides where they can go. It's not just coming there and roping against Joseph Harrison and, yeah. and, and Trey and all these guys I talk about. There's still, it's like an incentive part there that they can come and, you know, if they rope good, yeah, they can beat those guys because they'll be on good horses. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, uh, it's uh, just got to push your money up, see what happens. Now, J.D.'s won it the last two years in the heading. Yes. Um, is J.D. obviously is a dynasty as, as with you and Trey mm -hmm. um, as far as creating show horses mm -hmm. um, and great horses, period. Right. Is that good for the sport or bad for the sport when they're somebody that... Well, I think, it's, I think it's, it's been good for the sport because you got, you know, J.D.'s not only trained some good AQHA rope horses he's known to ride a good horse everywhere he goes so him training that horse is great but that horse aged out you know and he's got some good horses but that horse was just kind of in a group by himself you know yeah. it's kind of like uh, Patron with Joseph right now that horse is phenomenal you know and uh, those horses that are that good just stick out and when you put two good riders on them like mm -hmm. that they're they're gonna win a lot unless the riders stub their toe yeah. you know I mean that's what everybody else is hoping for I know last year at the world show Joseph was showing Patron and, and uh, his header missed you know well we all just took a sigh of relief because we knew we could probably have a chance to win first you know it's just the way it is when, yeah. when them horses are that good and got that kind of a rapport mm -hmm. you know that's just what it is you know so and it's it's uh what a great achievement to, to have a horse like that you mm -hmm. know so but uh you know joseph's gonna have some more good ones i know jd's gonna have some more good ones and that's just you know the way it is but what a lot of people don't understand is how many horses they go through to find horses like that mm -hmm. you know it, it uh, they're special so but that's what we want i've always said that you know people call and say what are you looking for you know and you know i'm looking for that horse that you can go win on at the bfi you know, that's what we're looking for, those old horses like Charles Pogrove yeah. stuff. You know, that that's the horses we're looking for. Not so much that great big ass drag like we've had in AQHA. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just good horses. You know, I think that's a great foundation for one, but it's changing. You know, for, for us, that's, that's what we're looking for. So. All right, we've got to take a break from this interview with Jay to talk about ADM Animal Nutrition. They're sponsoring this episode, and they're announcing the relaunch of their Stay Strong product line. ADM Stay Strong Metabolic Mineral Pellets are a mineral, vitamin, and digestive supplement designed for starch-sensitive horses to help them receive much-needed nutrition without the extra calories and starch. ADM Stay Strong 33 Ration Balancer is a pelleted protein, vitamin, and mineral product designed for horses that need additional protein, such as growing horses, broodmares, and the high-level performance horse. Learn more and find a retailer near you at admequine.com. Now, I've heard over the years, you know, I'm with these team ropers constantly, mm -hmm. um, and all the chatter about the judging, or mm -hmm. not understanding the judging, or saying right. you guys are working on the judging. Mm -hmm. um, tell me, you know, kind of, maybe there is or isn't, an evolution in the judging, and, and how you've come to understand specifically what you're looking for. Well, the kind of guys that I'm looking for to judge my events, you know, and, and all the last three years, you know, I'm, I'm looking for guys who have showed horses, and I'm looking for guys who have rodeoed, both sides of the spectrum. 
you know, like like T. Woolman, Nick Sarche, Jay Ellerman, Justin Johnson. This year we have Mark Ray and Sean Darnell. These guys have all showed horses throughout their career, and they've all rodeoed throughout their career. You know, and it, it takes a. It's just not all about going out there and being a fast time. You know, uh, your horse has got to look good. Just because you make a really fast run don't mean your horse looked good doing it, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, I've just always tried to get some guys from both sides of the spectrum. And, yes, it is getting tougher. Now Now that we have some good video and stuff, um, you know, we sit down with these judges and we try to show them anybody can sit there and, and look and see what kind of horse they like. But actually judging it and putting it on a piece of paper is really tough. So, mm -hmm. you know, two days before the event starts, we take our judges and uh, we might go do some live judging. Or uh, right now I have some really good footage uh, Pace Freed put together for me. And we got some oh, that's awesome. slow motion mm -hmm. video. We got some live action video that we did at Lazy E this year. And uh, this year we're going to have two slow motion different views and two live action. So... You know, it's getting better, you know, and I don't care what they say. It, I could sit there with J.D., everybody knows me and him been together our whole lives, and we wouldn't judge it the same. We'd look at different things. And it's just like a bronc riding, a bull riding, a cutting, cow horse. It's not always going to be perfect when it's a judged event, but I do feel like if, if they get the first four or five up there in the right order, those horses that really stick out, the judges are doing a good job, mm -hmm. you know. Do they sit together or how does... You know, the first year they did sit together mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I had some feedback on that. Oh, so really? now I set one on each side of the arena, uh -huh. you know, where, wherever they want to be. You know, I've had some people ask me about maybe just getting headers to judge the heading, just getting healers to judge the healing, and that's all good. But then there you go. It all comes down to a financial, you know, it's just, sure. it takes a lot of money. I try to pay them guys good to come and do it because I want good people mm -hmm. and uh, you know as we get going maybe we can do something like that i do understand when you sit there and and watch you know 100 head horses go three times that day that's a lot well the, the first year we had the fraternity i was thinking we would have 50 head horses 75 heel horses we showed for 18 and a half hours i had one day to do it we made it work it was t it was it was long so next year NRCHA said, hey, you can have two days. Well, this year we're putting it over three days. So maybe maybe a bit a little easier on our judges. <laughs> How has the feedback been from the NRCHA of having you guys as a part of? Oh, I, I, I think they see the people we bring. I, I do know that all the trainers, um, I'm good friends with a lot of the trainers. I, I mean, I go to a lot of the cow, I go to all the major events with my wife. She shows cow horses with Corey Cushing and them guys love it because they can move some horses. Maybe if those yeah. horses ain't going to make it, they can sell them. The owners can get some money, buy another one, you know. And then, like I say, a lot of these guys are keeping them themselves. I know Matt Cook's entered this year. He hasn't he? been there. You know, and yeah. just getting those guys to, to enter, I think it's good. They're all great horse trainers, and they can train Absolutely. anything. So, you know, it'll it'll be it'll be good. It'll be interesting. Um, I remember the first year I went, I had texted a few friends in the industry, and they were like, the what? And I was like, I'm going to, I'm flying in for the rope horse for charity. Right. And sure enough, I was sitting with like one of the heads of Wrangler, Resist All, and none of them had even like realized that right. it was happening. Right. But sure enough, all the heads of industry are essentially sitting in a front row right. just amazed by it. Right. So. Well, and that, you know, that's what we're trying to get, some corporate sponsors. You know, yeah. right now, have a lot of people, a lot of owners, uh, 
breeders, you know, supporting this because they see what it's doing for the industry, you know, and I have a lot of people wanting us to do more events. Um, right now, I don't really want any more events, you know, I just want to keep them, keep them right where they're at and keep them all good. Right now, I have people asking me when Scottsdale, when's Tulsa, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what I want. I think if you get them too spread out, then, then everything's going to be too broken up. Sure. Now, obviously, there is a, a couple others that might be coming in, maybe Casper, Wyoming, and up in North Dakota somewhere on a little smaller scale, which is great. I think up in those two areas, uh, we'll get some different people coming, then we can get them all come to Fort Worth. Yeah, Casper feels like we could bring a right. Colts up to Casper. Exactly, and, you know, yeah. and, and then you, you, you touch Montana and Utah, sure. and, and that's kind of what we need to do, you know, but... Uh, it's tough. It's hard to get the money, you know, and uh, that's what I tell everybody. I have no problem putting on a rope horse fraternity, but I can't get the money for you. I've, you know, my people are very good right now and things are rolling, but, you know, if, if other people get together and, and want to do some, I think it'd be fine. Do you think uh, the future of the rope horse fraternity industry could be anything like the barrel horse fraternity industry where there's so many and there's all different producers putting them on and there's all that kinds of money. Are we just not that big? Is you know, it just such a different species? You know, I'd like to hope, but, you know, I think that's a, a long ways away. Sure. You know, but the, the barrel horse industry wasn't, it didn't grow over five years, you know. I'm, like I say, I'm always looking, wanting to do more things, you know, and I know a lot of guys are wanting to go to more, but... I don't want to get it so flooded that people pick where they go, you know. Obviously, sure. yeah, I'd love to have about four <laughs> Fort Worth a year would yeah. be great, you know. And I, I think when we get moved to uh, Scottsdale, I I think I can make that a pretty significant uh, fraternity too, so. So you said you're moving to Scottsdale within a year? Yeah, probably in a year we're going to move down there. So we bought some land and, you know, see what happens. So. Well, we're in the middle of our Arizona guide right now that we produce every year. Gosh, what a, what a mecca. Yeah. It's going to oh, be fun. Yeah. Oh, there's just, you know, everybody's roping. And, you know, it, it used to be everybody's just going down there for three or four months. Now there's people going for like seven months. Yeah. Know, so People leave the 1st of October and yeah. come home till May. Yeah, it seems exactly. Like. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Now, in your career, you've seen all of the best head and heel horses of the last 30 years? 30 some, 30 some years. years. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. insult you. Um, can you say the greatest of all times on each end? Oh, man. Rodeo, horse show, all time. Oh, you know, like Charles Bogue's horse sticks out just because what he did, you know. Um, heel horse. There's, there's just been a lot of great horses, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, I think uh, all the great headers at one time or another have had a great horse. You know, uh, I can't really, you know just specify very many other horses but I do know that everybody who's had a lot of great success has had good horses to get them there because you can't just get on a donkey and go win yeah you know so I couldn't really just pick them apart you know like JD he's had some great horses you know and they've all went to AQHA world championships to out there being the horse of the year and and uh you know it's 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 just hard to pick one you know there's there's a lot but I think the contribute to success to what like Jake Barnes done he had to have some good horses sure. to do it they may all be great ropers but they've had to have as you can tell now you can kind of watch those guys that have great horses they're the ones winning then when they lose that great horse they might go by the wayside for yeah. a little bit until they find another one you know
What about that horse you won the BFI on? What horse was that? JD. Yeah. Um, that was a horse they called Buster. You know, he he uh, shoot he roped steers on him. He, you know, they they did everything on that horse. You know, we, yeah. I can remember the first week that JD cracked him out. I think that horse was five and. We went to uh, Las Vegas to the rodeo, not to the NFR, but just to the rodeo. They run one inside and one outside, and we won the rodeo there. And that horse had never been ducked like J.D. ducked him there <laughs> that day, you know. But obviously, that's we were being four, and now they laugh at you for being four. I think sometimes you got to be three, but, you know, it's just it's just all changed, you know. And, huh. you know what and horse were you riding then? I was the probably riding uh, a horse called... Uh, I was probably riding... Pac-Man, a horse Pac-Man. of JDs, yeah. or I had a horse that was Detour that was bred like all those horses, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, I, shoot, we rode so many different ones, you know. But. If somebody were to watch um, you and JD both working on a four-year-old, mm-hmm. you know, maybe watch you in the morning and watch JD in the afternoon, mm-hmm. what differences would they see in what you guys do? Well, me and JD's success has always been... You know, uh, I'm not known as a horse trainer per se. I, I've never liked the aspect. I've always, I've always been that guy of I don't care how good a horse you put me on. If I can't catch on him, it's still a zero. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're showing, and JD's always loved the training part of it. Now I like to take older horses, tune them up, and do that. That's kind of my thing. Gotcha. And JD's kind of always been the trainer, and, and it's kind of funny because I know that people that listen to this, they'll be. <laughs> Jay's not a horse trainer. Well, I'm I'm really not. I don't like the four year old mm-hmm. deal. I don't I yeah. don't or the young horse mm-hmm. deal, you know. Um all the trainers they say when we go to the horse shows and they get me to ride him, well he's not ready for Jay yet. And everybody knows, you <laughs> really? know, and that's they get him when they're kinda almost seasoned and, and then I can get on and go show them, you know. I all my guys I work for at the horse shows, they uh they get them ready for me. You know, I don't have any training horses here. Yeah. I've just always kind of been a higher jockey. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> That's which awesome. is a great job. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, what, um, tell me, where did your, were you and JD raised together? How did that, how did that evolution happen? Um, well, my mom and Dick are brother and sister. Okay. And, uh, you know, we just grew up together, you know, and I grew up roping. When I got to be in high school, they would always go to Arizona in the winter to rope. Mm-hmm. And I started staying there at their place and, and, you know, feeding, taking care of stuff. And this is way before we had any show horses sure. or anything, you know. And J.D. built a barn, and it just kind of all grew, you know. And when AQHA was really huge and the horse business was going crazy, uh, it just it just all worked. And, and uh, I went to school for four years. But it just come down to, you know, we got to going and roping and making money and flying around and rodeoing and and it was great. You know, I quit school and, and very fortunate. That was a great way to make a living, you know. I, yeah. I'd go to a horse show and make some money and go back out there and rodeoing and, you know, had a little job on the side to make it all work, you know. So, and that's kind of how it all went. We, we started working for some people in Collierville, Tennessee, Lee and Alma Lyles. And uh, J.D. was riding their horses, and they hired me just to go and head or heel for him. And as he got other horses, then I started showing the ones he did. And, of course, I come up through the youth and the amateur, too, you know. So mm-hmm. it, was, uh, it wasn't uh, easy, but it was a, probably an easier rope for me than it would be for a lot of people, you know. Did your mom rope? My mom roped. My dad roped, you know. Yeah. Our whole family roped, you know. And, you know, obviously 
Dick and JD family wrote. Sure. So, yeah. Did your mom have the bug? Like Dick had the bug as far as roping. Yeah, was? yeah. My mom ran the Miss Rodeo America pageant for twenty some years, you know, gotcha. and uh, she still likes to ride. And they come over to my house, you know, two or three times a week and and rope or ride or watch the boys rope or you know. So, are you gonna encourage your boys to make a career out of roping? Oh, uh, you know, they they both uh, they both rope good. They've done good at the World Series. You know, I I I wouldn't discourage them. But you know it's a it's a it's a rough life. It's a tough life, you know. But uh, if they wanted to do it, I'm you know I'm all about it. But it's a, I think a, I think right now I think a, a, a young kid starting out. I always tell them go do it while you can. You know it, it's it's a lot tougher when you get married and have kids and a house payment. Not that there ain't some guys doing it, but there's just not uh, as many that can make it work. You know, but go do it while you can. You know, you sure. got the rest of your life to work. Get after it, you know. You don't want to be that guy 40, 50 years old sitting at home wondering if you could have did it, you know. So. Absolutely. Well, sir, that is what I needed. Okay. Well, Real Force Maturity, before we go, what are the dates? 17th, 18th, and 19th of October. We'll start uh, Thursday, 8 o'clock in the morning. We're going to run the first three rounds of the heading, kind of be a short day. Um, then we go Friday morning, the 18th, start at 8 o'clock. We'll run the first three rounds of the healing. And then Friday night, 6 o'clock, we're going to do the finals of the heading and the healing. Saturday morning, we will do all the non-pro stuff and then uh, be able to get done, go right over there in the Will Rogers Coliseum and watch the uh, Snaffle Bait guys do their thing. And you guys are in the John Justin Arena this yes, year, Yes, we'll correct? be in the John Justin, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Jay. Yep, thank you. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to this episode. Remember, it was brought to you by ADM Animal Nutrition and their relaunch of the Stay Strong product line. Their Stay Strong metabolic mineral pellets are a mineral, vitamin, and digestive supplement designed for starch-sensitive horses to help them receive much-needed nutrients without the extra calories in starch. Find out more at admequine.com.